0: We interrupt the program now in progress to bring you a special report. Here are the highlights of morning news. From the WPGU news desk, here's today's headlines on WPGU 107.1 Champagne's alternative. From WPGU News, I'm Justin Malone. It's Tuesday, July 20th, 2021. The Illinois Department of Public Health has reported nearly 4,500 new cases of coronavirus disease over the past week, with a 203% seven-day test positivity rate for the week. More than 57% of Illinois adults are fully vaccinated, and 73% have received at least one dose. Health officials have also confirmed that the more infectious Delta variant has reached Champaign County, which appears to affect younger individuals with more severity than other variants. Those who are fully vaccinated are protected from the Delta variant, which is why health officials urge all residents to get their vaccine as soon as possible to stay safe with the new strain in Illinois. 99.5% of COVID-19-related deaths in the last several months have been unvaccinated individuals. This makes it especially important for those who have not been able to receive their vaccine to continue practicing safety measures such as wearing masks and social distancing, especially in public places. The Illinois Board of Higher Education and the Illinois Community College Board released guidelines for higher education institutions for the return of students to Illinois colleges this fall. The guidance follows that of the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention released earlier this summer. The boards are strongly encouraging institutions to require vaccination in order to provide the most complete and safe college experience possible. Under the issued guidance, fully vaccinated individuals are no longer required to wear face coverings or practice social distancing. Those who are not vaccinated should continue to practice such safety measures. The guidance also stipulates that frequent hand-washing and covering of noses and mouths when coughing or sneezing should be practiced. All routine cleaning of high-touch surfaces and objects in shared spaces should also continue. The boards provide further guidance regarding other parts of college life, like shared housing, communal dining, study abroad and travel, and gatherings and large events. To read the complete issued guidance, visit www.ibhe.org. As dozens of wildfires burn across western states, Oregon has begun battling one of the largest fires in the state's history. The bootleg fire covers over 476 square miles around the size of Los Angeles. Since yesterday, the fire has become 20% contained. However, it is expected to grow due to dry, hot, and windy conditions. Thousands of people are facing evacuation orders with more likely to come. The fire has burned at least 67 homes and 100 buildings. Over 80 wildfires are burning across 13 states, with the most damage in Montana, Idaho, Oregon, and California. Due to the smoke from the western fires, hundreds of flights at Denver International Airport, a thousand miles from the bootleg fire, are being delayed and canceled because of visibility issues. According to the National Incident Information System, firefighters have had to move to and from safety zones over the past nine days because of the fire's extreme danger, and they are looking for opportunities to re-engage. The stock market tumbled yesterday as investors have begun to fear another crash amid rising COVID cases due to the increasing spread of the virus's Delta variant. Major market indices plummeted throughout the day, with the Dow Jones falling by 2.1%, the S&P 500 falling by 1.6%, and the Nasdaq decreasing by 1.1%. Travel-related industries have also seen widespread downturn. Many major airline stocks decreased in value by approximately 5%, and the major cruise lines all saw drops of anywhere from 4 to 6% during market hours. However, despite Monday's drops, the market remains strong overall. Even after Monday's decline, the S&P 500 indicator was only 3.1% below its all-time high, which it reached just last week. An outbreak of coronavirus cases is threatening the Tokyo Olympics, with multiple athletes testing positive for the virus. Among those athletes include an alternate on the United States women's gymnastics team, Kara Aker, and U.S. tennis player Coco Gauff, forcing her to pull out of the Olympic Games. So far, more than two dozen athletes, officials, and coaches have tested positive, along with 33 staff members. Athletes are tested daily, and the Olympic organizers say they are practicing many safety measures, but Japanese health experts have warned that the Olympics pose a risk to the Japanese public, where only 32.5% of the population is fully vaccinated. The opening ceremony is this Friday. Contributing reporting for this newscast was provided by Mac Dudley, Tori Gelman, Jane Knight, Barrett Wynne, and Kayla Mish. Our interim regional editor is Tori Gellman, our interim political editor is Owen Henderson, and our sports editor is Jackson James. Our deputy news director is Emily Crawford, and I'm your news director. For WPGU News, I'm Justin Malone. This newscast was brought to you in part by the Illinois Rural Health Association. The Illinois Rural Health Association invites all rural health administrators, clinicians, and grad students to the 32nd Annual Educational Conference. This in-person event featuring over 20 educational sessions geared toward rural practice runs August 11th through 12th at the I Hotel in Champaign. Registration and a full conference brochure can be found at www.ilruralhealth.org.